When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rudy Giuliani. Hello, America. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I very much appreciate your checking in with us. We've got um, a great deal of material to cover on the last day of the week. We want to try to get it all in and get your calls in. That's chat with the mayor, which we'll get to in a few few minutes. And that's at 1-800-848-9222. I want to start off with this extraordinary threat that uh, the American astronaut, Mark Vandy High, uh, might be uh, isolated and left behind. This, this threat was um, apparently put out on social media by Dmitry Rogovin, the head of the Russian space a- a- agency. It, it, it's dated, it goes back to February 26, and... Um, it's sort of uh, an interpretation by Rogovin, I assume, of Putin saying when uh, Biden placed the sanctions on him that this would change everything, including degrade Russia's aerospace industry and space program. Now, I would think that Putin would not be foolish enough to allow uh, whatever is going on to completely destroy that program because um, – this this uh, this man and and America uh, sort of uh, trusted him in following his commitment. Now, one may question whether it was wise ever for us to cooperate with Russia on a space program, or wise for us to trust Putin. Uh, but we did, and that's where we are. And I think we have to insist that um, that the a- astronaut. Not be stranded. Uh, he's scheduled to put down in either I think it's Kazakhstan uh, in about two weeks. So he's not going to go into the friendliest of territories. And I would imagine what what uh, Rogovin means by this is that they're going to hold him once he comes back with the two Russians. They can't destroy the the the, the space station or or, or the. Uh, or the vehicle, because they would kill the two Russians as well. Uh, I can't imagine they can just throw them out, <laughs> leave them in space. I don't know. Maybe they can. Uh, or, uh, I mean, really the most likely possibility, if they're going to act that way, is they'll keep him uh, either in Kazakhstan or have Kazakhstan deliver him to, to, um, to Russia, where they'll keep him as a pawn uh, to negotiate with Biden. And I don't know why you even need a pawn to negotiate with Biden. It gives you everything you want anyway. Um, so right now, the most critical battle taking place in Ukraine is in the city of Mariupol. Mariupol is crucial to, I think, what is probably Plan A, a uh, minimum achievement that Putin wants out of this, which is to create a land bridge between Russia and Crimea. Right now, uh, Crimea has been claimed by Putin 
as Russian territory. A uh, rather small portion of eastern Ukraine is also designated as disputed territory, but effectively under Russian control. That's uh, Donetsk, um, cities around Donetsk. It doesn't go up uh, as north as Kharkiv, and it certainly doesn't go as south as Mariupol. So that's Russian for all intents and purposes. Then hundreds of miles away, maybe more, is Crimea, which is Russian, and in between is sovereign Ukraine territory and uh, and the sea. So Putin ar- armies, although a lot of concentration has been put up in Kiev and the and the convoy, the thirty or forty mile convoy, uh, a great deal of Putin's uh, military has been uh, committed to the eastern part of Ukraine and uh, marching both south mostly, and then also uh, trying to take the city of Kharkiv, which is north. And if they can take Mariupol, that would be a big stride forward in creating a land bridge all the way to Crimea. Uh, They already have the city of Kyrgyzstan, which is even further along and closer to Crimea. And it is conceivable, and it's interpretation of some of the experts, that this is really Putin's main objective to have a land bridge to Crimea so he can um, start to, uh, start to uh, more or less wake up the Crimean economy, which has been pretty much a drain on him, uh, and second, deprive uh, Ukraine of access to the sea, not completely, but almost completely. If he went all the way to Odessa, which is another possibility, he would deprive uh, Ukraine of access to the sea. Uh, m- meanwhile, we're, we're, we're struggling with, or at least I'm struggling, and many, many people, with Biden's, I guess another one of Biden's mind-boggling decisions, which was made apparently by him personally, uh, which is to turn the uh, Polish request of, of backfilling the MiGs they wanted to give to Ukraine to protect uh, the lives of Innocent women and children and men, uh, including hospitals that are now being attacked. And this, this Poland was ready to do it. NATO had no objection to it. Looks like a lot of the Biden administration wanted to do it. Blinken thought it was being done. And then it was, according to the reports uh, in the uh, media, it was turned down personally by Biden. Exactly why there's a difference between our giving them aircraft or our helping Poland give them aircraft and our giving them uh, guns and ammunition and explosives, I fail to see what the difference is. If it's fear of Putin, then, you know, I, I, I don't know how we remain a world power if where we, we can display this kind of cowardice and fear from our president. I also don't know how he's competent to make that decision. I had always assumed other people were making decisions for him. But uh, I think we need to much more significantly explore the issue of his competence because he's now m- making life and death decisions and he is not operating with a full brain. It's clear that the man has uh, some form of dementia. 
uh, could be Alzheimer's, could be, I mean, Alzheimer's is just another form of dementia, by the way. He has significant, uh, catastrophic, really, uh, deprivation of uh, mental capacity. There's no question he's got a lot of dead brain cells. Now, when he was operating at full capacity, he was extremely dumb. You've got to know that. I mean, I've known him for years, and I, I say this all the time. He's one of the dumbest people I've ever dealt with. Um, everybody knows this, by the way. Just like everybody knows that he's a massive crook. Everybody in Ukraine knows he's a massive crook. So his ability to lead is significantly compromised, and his ability to make a rational decision uh, close to impossible. So people are going to die now that didn't have to die if we had a president that had a full brain. I mean, uh, if Blinken uh, kind of suggested he was comfortable with this, and Blinken is about as scared a uh, cat as you, get, as you get, and as timid a guy as you're going to get, and as big a peacenik as you're going to get, and as big an appeaser as you're going to get. I mean, he's now gone beyond Blinken into the category of truly irrational decision-making. Similar to taking out the soldiers before the civilians in Afghanistan and leaving American civilians and people who were loyal to America to the tender mercy of four major terrorist groups. It wasn't as if they were just leaving a country. They were leaving a country that was going to be taken over by terrorists, was in the process of being taken over by terrorists, and it was sure that they were going to kill a bunch of people, which they did, all of whom would not have been killed if they had a president who was rational. Because that was an irrational decision. And now I imagine that decision must have been made by him. Isn't there anybody around him with a brain that can overrule him? Why wouldn't you give them the MIGs? Why? If you're that afraid of Russia, you, you might as well kind of take America, isolate it now, and just not be involved with the world at all, and just concede to Russia and China. They can get anything they want by just saying nuclear war. Or you could try to learn from Kennedy and, and, uh, and, and Reagan and Trump and be stronger than them. When they say nuclear war, say, I don't want nuclear war. Nobody does. But you attempt it. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be successful. We've got a great defense system. But in any event, we'll be a hell of a lot more successful than you. Uh, say goodbye uh, to, uh, to all the women Vladimir, and say goodbye to all that, you know, great life you have because you aren't going to be around, and nor is your country. Our, our nuclear capacity, although you can be dangerous, and maybe we can blunt it completely, we can certainly blunt it a lot, and your nuclear defense is worth nothing. You don't have it. And number two, you know under any scenario ever done of what could happen, you take the major, you take the major destruction, and Moscow's gone. Now, I don't want to do that. I'm not a madman. I'm hoping you're not. But that's the way to counter him, not to say, oh, my God, we're so afraid. We're so afraid. We'll let you have anything you want, Vladimir. Just tell us what you want. I'll, I'll send it over to you. Oh, and by the way, Vladimir, could you get me the rest of that money I was getting from, the, from, from Russia? And by the way, Ch the Chinese communists still owe me some money. I, uh, according to Schweiker, I only got $31 million. I was really supposed to get 50 
I don't know how we're going through this. I mean, I, I can't. I, I just can't, could never have imagined that we would be going through a crisis with Russia and below the surface, a crisis because right behind China, we have a president that's been compromised by both countries. It'd be like uh, Roosevelt having gotten money from Japan and Germany uh, during the, uh, uh, during or right before the Second World War. Big money. And his son uh, being in cahoots with him. I mean, how long would we have stood that, even though it was the great Roosevelt? Now, I mean, Roosevelt would never do that because Roosevelt's not a traitor. I'm not saying, well, I don't know what Biden is. I'm going to say he's a traitor. He's definitely a massive crook, and money comes first, ahead of his son, ahead of his country, ahead of, ev- ahead of everything. We also have baseball coming back, and we're going to talk about that later with Yankees and Mets. And um, this year, I may very well go to a spring training game. But you've got to go there early when the young players are playing. You know, when the ones you're not going to get to see until the end of the season come up. That's really the most interesting way to see spring training if you've ever gone. I, don't, I haven't gone a lot, but I always say I am going to go, and then I never do. Car thefts in New York have nearly doubled. And they've gone up, I don't know, about 70% since the law and order mayor, Adams, has been uh, with us. He is sure taking a long time to have an impact. I'll tell you that. Now, you might say two months is not a long time. But the people who got killed in that period of time, the people who got mugged, which is up like 40 or 50% during that time, the people whose cars were stolen, which is up about 80 or 90%, uh, I don't know. They say, what the hell was he talking about during the entire campaign? Didn't he have a plan? He's still working on it. One of these days, we'll see some results and not have even more crime than under de Blasio. Well, we'll be back, uh, touch on several more subjects and get to chat with the mayor and then the mayor's final thoughts for the week. Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you. And don't forget. I'll be bringing you my final thoughts at the end of the show, so keep right here. I'm taking your calls at 1-800-848-9222. And with common sense, we'll uncover the truth and get to a solution. And you're listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show. So we were talking about crime in New York, which is up 50% overall, according to Comstat. And in the case of car thefts, almost 100% since Adams has taken office. And uh, he keeps talking about all his plans. The first one that he has is about to roll out seems like a strange, distorted plan, which he deceived you about. He said he would put a plain clothes unit back to seize guns. It's anything but a plain clothes unit. They're going to be in a new police uniform. Now, it's hard for me to conceive of how they can achieve uh, surreptitious uh, surveillance of people with guns and therefore take it away from them if they're in uniform. That's called patrol. Now, he never did much as a cop. That is true. I've been searching for some major arrest or something he did. I've asked the prior police, some of the prior police commissioners if 
that he, they ever saw any significant police activity from him because the answer is no. He basically, a, basically was a politician organizing the police. He even supported me for a period of time, uh, pointing out what a, how much better a job I did than Dinkins at reducing crime. He's since changed his mind about that, but it seems like he changes his mind about everything depending on who's pressuring him, which is a very bad sign in any leader, particularly one that has to lead a transition. So right now, we see no signs of anything but things getting worse. Um, what he's going about auto theft, I have no idea. The delaying and the... Um, long uh, period to respond, so so similar to Biden, is uh, crushing. It crushes initiative, it crushes the police's initiative, and it also means you're leaving awful lot of victims that just don't have to be victims if you just get off your backside and get started. It also questions just exactly how enthusiastic you are about this, which has an effect on police morale. And in that connection, why don't we go to... Um, why don't, we, why don't we go to chat with the mayor for a, a moment and talk to Larry, who I think is on the line. Larry, are you there? Good afternoon, Your Honor. How are you? How's the I'm little good. baby doing? How How is baby Grace doing? She's doing great. I'm down here in Florida, and I get to see her every day now. Great. God bless you and the family. Thank you. Uh, Your Honor, uh, I'm commenting about the Daily News uh uh, headlines that were in the paper about two day, uh, three days ago, uh, quote, uh, cops' hands are tied. I'm saying to myself, if Rudy was the mayor and he read this uh, that headline, he would have blew a gasket. Now, <laughs> I'm referring to what's going on. Yeah, you're damn right. It been, if it were me, it would be a lie, and we wouldn't have to worry about it. And, right. uh, and the Daily News, you know, basically is a pretty unreliable newspaper. But on this, they're correct. The cop hands are tied. I'm referring to the uh, situation in the confines of the Ninth Precinct with that uh, convenience store that has been victimized by uh, 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 criminals for six months. Now, Your Honor, I was on the job. I was an anti-crime cop. Uh, Back then, uh, a a condition like this existed. The CO would put two of us, two anti-crime cops, in the back of that store during the times of occurrence, days of occurrence, and uh, we'd make the collars. You, what are you going to do, put a uniform uh, anti-crime cops in there now? How are you going to effectively make an arrest? I'm glad you pointed it out as a guy on the job. I mean, I've been pointing this out from the, the minute I heard he was going to put it in uniform, I knew he was a sellout. Uh, because you defeat the whole purpose of the anti-crime unit. When you put, uh, uniform is patrol. Uh, plain, plain clothes is infiltration. Uh, surreptitious uh, uh, gathering of information, you know, catching them when they don't know you're looking at them. So, I mean, obviously, either he sold out to the guys who pressured him on the left to make this unit not terribly effective, or he's a real idiot, a a phony cop who doesn't understand policing. I mean, just and also he must think we're extraordinarily stupid. When he tells us he's going to give us a plain clothes unit, and then he puts a police uniform on them, and never bothers to explain why he changed it or how their mission is going to change. I'm not that stupid, and I don't suck up to anybody. And right now, the entire city, even the establishment and some of the Republicans and 
even the Republicans in the city council, some of them are sucking up to him. And they think, well, he has time. He does not have time. You don't have time when people are being robbed and beaten. And If you have time, you don't have the right attitude about it. You're not going to make the transitions that have to be made. Uh, people who make changes are impatient people. People who are successful are impatient people. People who take their time are phony, phony, phony. And phony doesn't defeat record levels of crime. Well, I shouldn't say record levels of crime. Record in terms of the past, you know, 10, 20 years. But, and here's the thing that would disturb me like no end if I were Adams. Right now, the city's more dangerous, more crime than under de Blasio. Well, we'll be back right after this. Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani, welcome back. And you can chat with the mayor by calling 1 800 848 9222. So uh, there's uh, something that just completely baffles me, and that is why Biden is double crossing Ukraine. I mean, um, he, he, he spent more time in Ukraine than any country when he was the vice president, an extraordinary 14 trips. We didn't know at the time that, of course, he was making good money there, good money, pulling out millions. Uh, Bagman was his son, uh, Hunter. I mean, if you think that money was for Hunter, you're a moron. No, you're just a functional moron. Uh, a, a major Russian oligarch, Organized criminal named Mykola Zloshevsky paid that money, and they don't waste money on people who are useless. That was to buy Biden so that Biden could have the case, not against Hunter Biden, that was a corollary to it. The case against Zloshevsky himself dropped. So Zloshevsky could keep the $5 billion that he stole from Ukraine, and Poroshenko, who hated him, would relent. And uh, to prove that, there were about seven witnesses, uh, about 100 documents. No, I shouldn't say that. About 30 documents and phone calls yet to be uh, released by the White House between Poroshenko and Biden during the critical week in which the prosecutor, who Biden said, you know, he was concerned about because he was corrupt, because he doesn't mention that his friend Poroshenko was the most corrupt person in Ukraine and therefore thrown out of office for that. So it's har- hardly uh, credible that Biden would be uh, upset about this minor prosecutor's corruption, which, if anything, had to be m- minuscule in comparison to the pe- or himself. I mean, his son was getting money from one of the most corrupt people in Ukraine when he was supposed to be straightening out corruption in Ukraine. And to think it was for Hunter is, of course, idiotic. And now basically proven to be for Joe Biden through the hard drive, which was covered up by the media uh, in, uh, as part of the fraud to elect this extraordinarily incompetent president with strong ties to our enemies, money ties to our enemies. So why did he turn down the, the airplanes? I mean, what? 
does he want Ukraine defeated? Does he want Russia to have large parts of Ukraine? Does it not bother him that he sees uh, children and women, a woman's hospital, birthing hospital bombed by Putin? Look, I, I, uh, I have all kinds of feelings about the Zelensky government. Uh, I'm very hopeful that this will mean a big moral change in them. But I am for the Ukrainian people. They're no, they're, they're no different than any country that has a corrupt government. Those people that you see on the street, they're, not, they're, not, they're no different than you or I. Uh, they're plagued with a corrupt government like we are. We're plagued right now with a corrupt government. The odd and ironic thing is most of the corruption we're concerned about in Ukraine, America participated in. The Obama administration helped to foster and I, I have no doubt it involves significant numbers of high-level Democrats and a few Republicans. All you've got to do is read Peter Schweiger's books and talk to the Ukrainian prosecutors, like I have. Or come to my house and look through my records. Or go through my podcast, RudyCommonSense.com, where I lay out the proof. On the other hand, you've got to be able to separate yourself from that and say, what's in the best interest of the United States of America? best interest of the United States of America is that, sh- that Russia does not expand. And if you think that's keeping your eye off China, you're dead wrong. It's keeping your eye on China because an expansion by Russia is pretty directly an expansion by China, who really ultimately will call the shots because they have the real power and the real money. Russia is a small player. It has one thing, the ability to extort you. Well, two things, the ability to extort through energy and the ability to extort if they can make you believe they're going to use nuclear weapons and therefore be willing to kill themselves. Because I can't imagine even Biden wouldn't respond to a nuclear attack. If he didn't, of course, then he should really be impeached. And then we would see if <laughs> Kamala Harris would. Uh, why they center over to a war zone is uh, uh, pretty much kind of a, kind of amazing. Let's go to cut 21 and listen to our articulate, actually, our embarrassment of a vice president. Cut 21. Is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. (laughs) A friend in need is a friend in need. (laughs) Okay, so this time. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Where did we find her? How did she get on the ballot? I'm going to tell you how. You know who recommended her? You're going to be. He may be behind everything that's crooked and traitorous and destructive to the United States. That's an exaggeration. Uh, the Soros team recommended her. Soros and Obama. They actually, uh, the Soros people actually donated money to her presidential campaign. They thought she should be president. Of, the United- of course she should be president of the United States. She's a buffoon. And they could tell the buffoon to do anything they want. But to send her to a country that's being slaughtered right now, 
giggling and cackling and saying infantile things is a disgrace. Just like Biden is a disgrace. God, the sooner the better. I mean, that we get to 22 and 24. I must say, this, this, this could be one of the... It has to be. It's got to be the worst presidency we've ever had. I mean, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of one that might be worse than this. In fact, maybe you could help me with that and call in and tell me what's worse than this. What administration has done more damage than, than, this, than, than, than this one? Uh, it's, hard, it's, hard for me to, it's hard for me to think of one that, that is. So let's go to, uh, what do we call the uh, Eli? Okay. Hello. Hi, Mayor. Oh, Ellie, Ellie. Hey. Uh, Ellie, 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 hey. Ellie. Okay, my dear. I, I thought it was Eli. No problem. I've been called worse. Uh, my question is, you know, I'm trying to review all the, the events that's happened over the past several years. When I review the what's called that, that perfect phone call between President Trump and Zelensky, President Trump mentions um, that the server, that Ukraine has it. Is that server still in Ukraine? Is it trying? Are they trying to protect the server? Interesting. That server very, very out? interesting. I mean, that that was pretty much, uh, de- you know, according to the fake media, debunked. But of course, they said the charges against Biden were debunked. And <laughs> show me the report. They never were. In fact, they ended up being proven based on the hard drive that was covered up. I honestly don't know the evidence about that server. Uh, whether I mean, it was alleged that. The Ukraine had it. I never saw any evidence one way or the other on that. I, what I can tell you is, and this is, um, I mean, you've got to tell the truth. I don't, I, right now the man is fighting for his life, and I can separate things about people's personalities. I prosecuted enough criminals to know that. Uh, Zelensky, if he wanted to, could release information, uh, evidence, uh, that would completely bury uh, Biden, beyond just what I've been able to release. For example, he has prosecutors who I believe, and again, this, this, this I'm only 80% certain of. I'm only certain of the things I have in my hand, like the $3.4 million money laundering transaction that Hunter uh, tr- uh, participated in on paper with a note saying 800000 went to Joe, or the Chinese transactions which uh, Peter Schweiker separately both corroborated and even developed further, the $31 million he got from the Chinese communists. Uh, but it is alleged, I say alleged, with, by a number of Ukrainian prosecutors that Biden has offshore bank accounts. There was a specific witness they were proffering who was threatened with death uh, several years ago, which... Uh, Barr's Justice Department never bothered to contact. So there's an awful lot of very, very corrupt activity here. The full scope of it, I'm not sure I even know. Even the motivation for some of it, I'm not sure I know. So the, the, the hard drive or the drive, I, that one I, don't, I can't tell you about. All I can tell you is that significant players at the highest levels of the Ukrainian government tried to get Hillary Clinton elected 
by manufacturing false evidence, by manufacturing false charges, uh, by assisting her in all kinds of ways, by using the American embassy there as a Hillary for uh, president uh, headquarters, uh, and by, uh, as I said, manufacturing absolutely uh, false documents that we use to open investigations. Um, and uh, Zelensky was not part of that. That happened under Poroshenko. The, in fact, the ambassador, uh, Ukrainian ambassador, endorsed Hillary Clinton back in those days. Zelensky is a new government. He defeated the crooked Poroshenko 70-30. And, um, but you know, like the hard drive was covered up, he has so far not acted on very, very powerful evidence of criminality, uh, including crimes in the Ukraine. Uh, never released the information, never gone further with it, and seems to be protecting Biden. Now, he should be saying to himself, man, this guy is one hell of a double-crosser because he won't even give me planes. He won't even get the uh, pol- polls give me planes. He's not going to put in troops. We get it. We understand that. He won't do a no-fly zone because he's afraid of the Russians. Now he won't give the Polish government planes because the Polish government wants to give us planes. I mean, this will give you an idea what a scoundrel Biden is. I mean, this country gave him millions of dollars and helped him cover it up. And then so on the right wing, we get a reaction that's kind of strange. And I get it. I get criticized a lot for this. How can you possibly be supporting Zelensky? How could I possibly be supporting? Because I put that all aside when it comes to people's freedom. Freedom isn't about even whether you like me or not. Freedom doesn't come from me or from Zelensky or Biden or Trump, for that matter. It comes from God. These people are for their God-given rights. And I am just excited that they have embodied the desire for freedom so much because I know, ha- I know seeing that that they will eventually prevail. See, you don't see that in China. You don't see uh, massive uh, popular movements demanding freedom. So you know it's a long way off. And I, I'm not blaming the Chinese people. It's not in their history or background. Now, it wasn't in the history or background of the Russian people either. After all, they lived under czars. But Ukraine, corrupt as it is, did get an experience of, of freedom. They've had it now for 20 – the governments that they have uh, are elected. <laughs> there may be fraud in the election, but they're still elected, and so is the parliament. And they do basically have free speech, and they have a corrupt government. Well, I mean, so do a lot of countries, for that matter, including the one we belong to. So you got to separate that from just because Zelensky was covering up for Biden doesn't mean that we should sit back and do nothing when Putin comes in with an army and kills men, women, and children, who, after all, are completely innocent and have nothing to do with what Poroshenko did, what Zelensky did, what Biden did. That's being an American. That's being a... a, a an American who can rise above their partisan political uh, feelings, even if they're justified, for the greater good. Eventually, you're going to win that way. 
eventually that's where the world is going. It doesn't know it, but that's where it's going. Uh, that's where Ukraine, U- Ukraine is eventually going to be a free country because of what you see in their fighting. Uh, so is Iran, by the way. You don't know this. I do, and I should spend more time covering it. But there's a tremendous amount of popular disenchantment and protesting to the point of people being murdered in the streets by the Ayatollah. Now, that would be covered up by Biden completely because he's in love with the Ayatollah. And so was Obama. I mean, you don't give somebody uh, $100 million in cash if you're not in love with them. Cash? So we'll be back with uh, final thoughts and uh, possibly another uh, call or two right after this. And now it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani. Uh, yes, back. Uh, and we're going to do uh, the mayor's final thoughts. They are sponsored by probably one of the most wonderful organizations in the world, Tunnels and Towers, T2T.org. And make your $11 contribution per month now for uh, the benefit of the uniformed service members, police and military, that die in the line of duty and for the benefit of their families. And for those who survive but are uh, catastrophically impaired, these are our heroes. These are the people that uh, deserve, I mean, they're doing you a favor. You're not doing them a favor. Let's put it that way. We need them a lot more than they need us. But then they need us when something happens like this. And we, we can do it. So here we are at a very critical uh, crisis point for our country and our world. I I can't tell you with certainty that Putin's threats of nuclear response are merely tactical and a a function of his background as a PSYOPs expert in KGB. That means psychological warfare. Uh, It really is as if He is borrowing a page out of my hero's playbook, Ronald Reagan, who basically, you know, I guess the expression in sports would be fake them out of their jocks uh, in the 1980s. Because if if, uh, I'll try to get some of them on Uh, Russians who lived under that regime during that period of time, who have since become uh, totally pro-America, pro-Western. But they'll tell you that in Russia in the 1980s, They were convinced that Ronald Reagan was insane and that he actually, whether provoked or not, wanted an excuse to kill them. Of course, that wasn't true at all. If anything, Ronald Reagan wanted to end the possibility of nuclear war. He found mutually assured destruction immoral, which, by the way, was an extraordinarily wise observation when everybody else, Kissinger and Nixon and uh, considered to be, you know, brilliant guys, and they were, accepted it. And he ended it for a long period of time. I guarantee you, this I can guarantee you, Putin would not have done this under a Ronald Reagan. And the way I know that is he didn't do it under a Donald Trump, who was, in that respect, a carbon copy of R- Ronald Reagan. He wasn't going to take the chance that... Um, Trump wouldn't respond and respond even disproportionately. That tells me 
unless, in fact, something's happened to him since Reagan, that tells me that this nuclear war thing is a psychological operation because they calculated probably from the beginning, but certainly since Afghanistan, that they're dealing with probably the most cowardly president America's ever had. I mean, uh, the way he left behind Americans to be killed in Afghanistan was both a demonstration of his profound uh, ignorance, stupidity, and his profound cowardice. Uh, It has been an unwritten rule followed by every American president. I don't know about Obama, but every American president, you don't leave Americans behind. He does in big numbers without caring and lying about it. So we have to analyze this uh, from the best interest of the United States. And despite all of the problems with Biden and all of the problems, even with the Ukrainian corruption and its tie-in to the Democratic Party and their, uh, and their illegal, uh, dishonest, and fraudulent attempt to affect the 16 election, although I don't know about the 20 election. There are plenty of other uh, uh, people who tried to do that. Um, the, the, the solidarity here is with, the, is with the Ukrainian people seeking freedom. As Ronald Reagan's um, uh, uh, connection was to the solidarity movement in Poland, and then Pope John Paul and Margaret Thatcher. And it, it took nine Eight, eight years, seven years for that to have effect. So I don't know if Putin is going to be successful or the Ukrainian people. I'm not even sure Zelensky is going to live. I hope he does. I pray for him. I am willing to be optimistic enough to say this will be a life-altering experience for Zelensky, and he'll grow tremendously from it. And um, I think I know something about that. And... Um, I won't bet the world on it. <laughs> I don't bet the world on most things. But I think that's a real possibility here that people aren't covering and aren't talking about. You don't go through something like this without changing. And if you get through it the way he's getting through it, you're stronger. Let's hope he makes it. But pray for the good Ukrainian people who, after all, are not a reflection of some of their crooked leaders any more than we are. So God bless them. And, of course, as always, check with us on Sunday, Uncovering the Truth with Dr. Maria Ryan. God bless America. It's going to be a heck of a show on Sunday because it's an unbelievable period of time. God bless you and God bless America.